Hi, welcome back to Unwatchable. This is your host, Chloe Rodriguez. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to do a little bit of some housekeeping. Um, I really appreciate the five stars that you guys have been leaving, and I'd really like to see some reviews come in. If you guys want to write down how you feel about the podcast, maybe some constructive criticism, like Chloe says like a hundred thousand times in every episode, or, you know, maybe it's a compliment. Maybe, you know, Chloe is so beautiful. I can't see her face, but she sounds like she's got a good head of hair, something like that. Anything you want to leave, I'd love to read those reviews um, and maybe read them aloud on the podcast. So I am really excited for what we're doing today. I have an awesome guest with me. I think it's going to get a little heated because we are going to be discussing some unpopular opinions. And my guest today is Jared from the Magic Quest Boys. Say hi to everyone, Jared. Hi, everyone. Yay. I have a full confession. I don't know how to say your last name. Kopsiak. Kopsiak. Yes, it's Polish, if that wow. means anything. Well, that's a great last name. Don't change it. Thank you. I wasn't... <laughs> I didn't plan on it but maybe i will i don't know <laughs> um so you have a podcast yes I um do. and it is a, a dungeons and dragons podcast am i correct yes but it's so much more it's <laughs> well, so much more well before we get into things why don't you tell me a little bit about magic quest boys of dragon town okay so magic quest boys of dragon town is an actual play dungeons and dragons comedy podcast but what that means is if you've never played dungeons and dragons before uh Basically, we tell a story using improv. Um, it's a fantasy story, and we just go on an epic adventure and uh, play Dungeons and Dragons while we do it. It's pretty fun, I think, and mm -hmm. comical, awesome adventure, some cool action. We actually just recorded last night, and uh -huh. some cool stuff happened, let me say. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to make. It's just, honestly, it's just a lot, a lot of fun to make, so... Uh, mm -hmm. I love doing it. I love playing D&D. D&D changed my life. Yeah. Uh, like I started playing about two years ago, I think. Um, it's the greatest. If you haven't played, I highly recommend yeah. it. Listen to the podcast. Listen to Magic Quest Boys. That'll get you uh, into the world of D&D, <laughs> and then you won't be able to stop playing. I have to say, like, your theme song for Magic Quest Boys, that's what I really pump up to, like, every it's time I listen. Yeah. I, you guys have such a good theme song. Thank you. It's my best friend, Eric DeLong. Uh, he mm -hmm. wrote the music. He's phenomenal. It's really good. I, I played one of your demos, um, I believe, two episodes ago. I will be playing it at the end of this podcast. Ooh. If you guys want to listen to the end, get to their official trailer so that you can hear that kick-ass theme song. I highly recommend Thanks, it. Thanks, Chloe. And uh, give them a listen. Um, it is on Apple Podcasts. Are you also on Spotify? We're on everything. Yeah, we're Spotify, Apple Podcasts. All any way you're listening to a podcast, we're there. They are long reaching. Long reaching. <laughs> That's really cool. I've only played Dungeons and Dragons once, and I I don't remember anything about my character. I was a bard, That's which fun. I know is like the annoying. I don't think so. Character. <laughs> I don't think there's any annoying character. Kind of. Um, but it was interesting. My whole family last Christmas, we were like, let's do something different. Why don't we play like a whole family, like Christmas quest. That is so cool. Of D and D. It was really cool. And only, I think only two of us had played before. So three of us had not. And, um, it was, it was really interesting. I kind of, I would like to try again with like a group of people who are more experienced because, 
I kept getting confused and then everyone else was getting confused and then the two people who knew what they were doing were like come on you guys like this is not hard there are a lot of rules but once you get into it I feel like there's no going back I will say may I join your family because (laughs) that sounds awesome Uh, you should play with us sometime oh that would be so fun yeah you definitely should that'd be really cool um, so would you say, since you're into D&D, does that mean you're like, your preference for movie and TV is more fantasy? Nerdy, sci-fi? yes. Yeah. I love fantasy. I love sci-fi, horror. I've always been uh, obsessed with those. So mm-hmm. yeah, entertainment, any kind of entertainment, I will definitely gravitate towards fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah. See, that's that's interesting to me because I'm kind of the opposite. Like, the things that don't interest me are, like, fantasy and sci-fi. I always tend to go more for, you know, obviously the comedy. Um, I go for, like, family, like, animated films a lot. Okay. Like, Pixar is, like, my huge obsession. I like Pixar. Um, and I've recently gotten into that, like, coming-of-age style, like, film, like, kind of, like, I mean, Booksmart is a comedy, but it's like a coming-of-age comedy. Same with Lady Bird. Have you seen... I haven't seen either of those. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Between the two, definitely see Booksmart over Lady Bird. They're very different. I'm not saying that, like, it's one or the other, but Booksmart is so great. Okay. I've heard good things about it. Mm -hmm. So this will be interesting because we're going to talk about some unpopular opinions, and it sounds like you and I might have some differing opinions since we're into some different genres, so... I'm excited to get into it. I Very excited. I will start off by asking, uh, what is your opinion of the superhero genre? Uh, I know how you feel about it. <laughs> uh, I am pretty neutral about the superhero mm-hmm. movies. I mean, they don't really affect my life. Yeah. I, I've saw, I, you know, I liked Infinity War. I thought mm-hmm. that was a fun movie. I liked it because it's... Not really a movie. It's more of a comic book. Yeah. The way it's structured, it's just like, this is happening, and this is happening, and this is happening. It's just action the whole time. Yeah. Which is awesome. Uh, that was fun. I like that. Yeah, I, I think at, like adapting things from the world of comic books, that is interesting to me. I would say, so this is my unpopular opinion. Superhero movies, it's undeniable. They're the biggest thing like in the box office Which right is now. Which kind of crazy, but yeah. Yeah, like it's been like fuck, like 10 years of just like, it's kind of started getting big and then it reached a peak like, what, maybe like six years ago or something yeah. where just everything was superhero movies. And now I think people are starting to get kind of sick of it again. I hope so. I mean, that's what zombie movies did and yeah. like vampires. But none of those trends have ever lasted this long. No, that's like, true. This is by far the longest that anything stuck around. I And I think we're going to start seeing the drop off, but people are crazy about these movies. They get so wrapped up in the universe. My opinion is uh, every superhero movie is basically the same to me. I No joke. I have fallen asleep. In every superhero movie really? I have ever seen. No joke. In theaters? Yes. And I don't fall asleep during movies That's in crazy. theaters. I have literally fallen asleep during all of them. So I just had to stop going because I was You're like, just wasting money I'm paying $12 for a nap, essentially. My, my problem with superhero movies is that, okay, I kind of like the origin story, but after you get past the origin story, it's like, okay, something happened a rhino got into some radioactive juice and now there's a rhino running around the town. 
Oh no, what are we going to do? Now we got to call the superhero and the superhero is going to argue with the government. And well, then... you're talking about Spider-Man right now, <laughs> which it, was it my favorite. to all of them. <laughs> Have you seen like Black Panther? Have you seen Thor Ragnarok? Like the ones that... Okay, I have seen... I saw the original Avengers movie. I saw okay. Thor Ragnarok. I've seen all of the Guardians of the Galaxies. I saw the Amazing Spider-Man. Um, I actually do kind of like Spider-Man. Like if I was I going, if I was going to choose a superhero, it would be Spider-Man. Um, and I think the only like good superhero movie I've seen is Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, that was that one was epic. really good. Yeah, that one is amazing. I'm gonna set that one aside because it's like animated and it it's not as in line with like the Avengers type. Movies and there has to be making. like uh, exceptions. Yeah, and I mean, okay, I've seen all the Iron Man movies, so I've seen a good chunk yeah. of them up until recently when I just stopped paying the money. But what do you think of Ragnarok? I thought it was good. I thought it had a strong start. I thought it was like funny to start with. I liked that they kind of changed their focus from like the original Thor movies and they were like okay like let's try to be a little more like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. and more, go f- more for the comedy and I liked that it was directed by Taika Waititi wasn't Correct. it? I love him so I actually had more hope for it and it started out great and then it just turned into a normal superhero movie again there's a problem we gotta get the superhero the superhero is conflicted <laughs> he gets a friend they run around they save the day like yeah, I agree with I mean, they're just basically... I mean, this is how I feel about the Star Wars movies as well. Mm-hmm. The new Star Wars movies. Uh, they're just like, so whatever. Yeah. It's so... It is all the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. That's like... Uh, well, I don't want to change the subject yet, but... Um, no, I mean, that's fine. You're I was going to say the Han Solo movie, like, irks me. It's just so oh, boring. Oh, my God. Here, here's my problem with the Han Solo movie, which I didn't see out of principle because my favorite writing directing duo that's like alive right now is Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They they produced Into the Spider-Verse. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I love. which is one of yes, it's one of the most underrated family films ever. Um, I love their stuff. And so when they were going to be in charge of Solo, I was like, "Hell yeah." I, like I don't like Star Wars. I've seen every movie. Can't tell you anything that happens in any of them. Forgot all of them. But I will go see that. And then they kicked him out. Well, they did that with. Uh, speaking of superhero movies, they did that with Ant Man. Edgar Wright was going to direct Ant Man, oh, and shoot. they had creative differences, quote unquote, yeah. and they fired him. And then the movie was just kind of mediocre. Yeah. Did Did you like Ant Man? Did you see it? I did. I thought it was mediocre. Okay, because I, <laughs> I just like I never saw it as. M- I've talked many a time about Paul Rudd on this podcast. And in a good way? In a good way. Okay. I love Paul Rudd. I love Paul Rudd. And so, <laughs> no, I had a whole episode where I, I talked about his new series on Netflix, and I said his name about, like, 30 times in, in like, a 20-minute span. But I could not justify going to a box office, giving, a, like, paying, I don't know, $15 or whatever, and being like, I'm here for Ant-Man. Yeah. Like, that just sounds... I want to see Ant-Man. 
Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp or whatever that was like that's like a parody of a superhero movie, but not enough. Like they don't really hit it enough to make it a parody, so it's not. That's true, but just the title alone. Yeah, I'm sorry, I totally cut you off when you were transitioning to a Star Wars thing. No, I don't care. I don't even remember what I was. You were talking about about, uh, the Solo movie, but well, it was just so boring. Like that's I think how you feel about the Star Wars or about the superhero movies. That's how I kind of feel about all the Star Wars movies. I'm gonna see them. I'm definitely going to see them all yeah. in theaters. I can't help it because I love the original Star Wars, but mm-hmm. like Solo, it was just so boring. There was nothing to it. It there was it felt like there was no stakes. Yeah. There was no driving anything. Yeah. And that kind of leads me into an unpopular opinion I have about a certain actor, and that is Donald Glover um, because he oh, wasn't. That is unpopular. He was in Solo. Here's the thing. I'm not hating on Donald Glover. I think he is so talented. I think he is just one of those rare... He's one of those rare people where, like, everything he does, he's not just good at it. He's a renaissance man. Yeah, he's great at it. And so, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not about to talk shit on him. I mean, just a little bit. Good, I was was rolling up my sleeve. (laughs) Well, here's my thing. I loved Donald Glover in the, like, community... Derek comedy era where he was just like he oh and he did his stand-up special like when he was more focused on comedy loved him I thought he was great like he's my favorite character in community I think he's just like a great writer he's he's brilliant loved Donald Glover and I think since then like since he left community he worked on Childish Gambino then he's transitioning to doing like more like serious acting roles and I don't think the projects that he's doing are that good have you seen atlanta i have seen atlanta it's awesome but i think but atlanta's not like super recent so like that's still oh, okay. in the era of when he was like what okay. community did childish i'm not talking shit about atlanta um what else has he been in other than i can't even think okay so else. he did he did solo don't think that was that good yeah no, he terrible. did the live action Lion King movie. Oh, I didn't see that. And either. okay, so I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see it on principle, but I listened to the soundtrack, and there's, there's a song. Okay, so in Can You Feel the Love Tonight, the one that he sings with Beyonce, because Beyonce is Nala, Ooh, he is Simba. I didn't know that. Okay, listen to that song. It is so funny because it's literally like, <laughs> like you cannot hear Donald Glover at all. And it's all Beyonce. Like it's like they turned Beyonce's mic up full blast, and then in the mix they were like, "Okay, everyone wants to hear Beyonce." Not that Donald Glover's not a great singer, but it's like they were sitting there and they were like, "Okay, turn her up," and uh, you know, maybe just a little lower on Donald Glover. Yeah, turn him down. We don't a, need him. A little, a little lower. You know, just here. Let me just take that, and they just twisted it all the way down because he literally sounds like this, and she's all the way up here, and it's so. I mean, it is Beyonce, so you can't really fuck with that. Oh, but it's just so embarrassing. I'm like, why? Why is he even? In why it? didn't you just give her a fucking like solo in this song then? Like, why are they even singing together if you're not going to be able to hear him at all? Uh. I will not see Lion King on principle as well. I like how you won't see the movie, but you will listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> I was curious. Curiosity got the best of it. And me. now I'm going to listen to it. You should, because here's the thing. I wanted to hear, I love Billy Eichner. I wanted to hear Billy Eichner's like real singing voice. So I was like, okay, let's give it a shot. And it's just, I should do a whole podcast of just me talking about this soundtrack because there's so you many should. layers to it. <laughs> it's the remake. He plays Timon. Uh, yeah, Billy Eichner does. I heard he was actually like the best part of the movie. I haven't seen it because it was I like see that. it was like a shot for shot remake. 
Which, okay, that brings me, if we're going to segue here, to my biggest thing that I don't like that is unpopular, I think, which is sequels and reboots. I fucking hate sequels and reboots. Okay. Why does is Hollywood obsessed? Well, I know why, because they're making money. But it doesn't... There's no value in recreating movies that were good because you're just taking away from the goodness of those movies. Yeah. There's so many examples of movies like Lion King, Aladdin, this Mm -hmm. whole new reboot thing of rebooting cartoons into live action. Yeah. There's there's so many examples of this. Um, I can't think. Now I'm like blanking. Well, I think the interesting thing is like, I don't necessarily think it's unpopular to say that like you're sick of the reboots and stuff. But it is different to be like, I'm sick of these. Why are they making them? And then like on principle, not seeing them. Yeah, I'm not seeing them. Yeah, because I think a lot of people are like, this is bullshit. Like, why are they why are they remaking The Lion King? But then they pay money to go see it. And you're like, well, this is why, dude. Like, don't complain about it and then give them your money. Actually, I am one of those people because I see all the Star Wars movies. (laughs) And yeah. That's true. Well, you're letting... That is also, like, even though it is a reboot, it is still an original narrative for, like, the new ones. It's not, like, a remake, quote-unquote. Thanks for making me feel better. Well, yeah. I mean, I think think reboots and remakes, I mean, they are slightly different. I think there's too many of all of them in general right now. And I think the thing that bothers me is when... Because I'm more focused on, like, television than I am in film. Like, in my regular life, I'm... I'll watch TV all day and I never watch movies. Yeah. So my thing is about when people push for there to be like a reunion for a certain show, like any time, okay, watch, watch uh, Jennifer Aniston go on Jimmy Kimmel or something. Watch anyone from Friends. The whole interview is going to be the host being like, so are you doing a Friends reunion? And then being like, no. Are you sure people want it? Uh, No, I don't think we're going to do it. Are you sure? Why do people want a Friends reboot? I love Friends. I love the show Friends. But a reboot would just be boring. They want a Friends reunion. They want an Office reunion. I Okay, I saw saw on... um, Jake Jake Johnson from New Girl. Okay. I love him. Nick Miller is my favorite character on that show. He was in Spider-Verse. Yeah, he's on the Spider-Verse. I saw someone comment on one of his photos and they were like, when are we getting a New Girl reunion? And I was like, bitch, that went off the air like two years ago. Like that. Just let it die. Yeah, like. That's why shows also, shows go on too long. Yes. And that's when they get bad. Like The Office, in my opinion, went on too long. Oh my God. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm literally like two days from when I release this, I'm releasing an a, a mini-sode about The Office and oh, when it I could went talk down. about The Office forever. But <laughs> I've never finished The Office because mm-hmm. it just gets to this point where I'm like, I'm just going to go back and watch yeah. the first season again because... What, what season in- did you end up on? Um, I know Michael left, so... And then I got a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Um, Kathy Bates was on it at the time that I think I oh, stopped okay. watching. Uh, Zach Woods, who's an amazing improver. <gasps> Love Zach He's Wood. amazing. Oh, he was on the God. show as Gabe, so... I got about there. Seventh yeah. season, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming. Okay. That's but, when most people say it dropped off. Yeah. But, yeah, just stuff like that. I'm like, if you love something, just please let it die. Let it die. Game of Thrones, another die. good example of a show yes. where it, I probably just went on too long. And yes. they, they last season, they just 
threw it to the curb. Yep. I don't know why. And people are like, people are crying. They're like, don't cancel this show. Ten more years. I'm like, no, bitch, let it die. If to. you like some, I'm very passionate and I'm clapping, yeah. which is going to sound <laughs> terrible on the audio. But I'm clapping with my eyes. <laughs> like, if you love something, just let it go. Like, if we're talking about TV here, please let it die. Have, like, Have you seen Breaking Bad or The Wire? I've seen Breaking Bad. It is the only drama series on television that I have watched all the way through. And really? I love, yeah. Because Breaking Bad and The Wire are both examples of shows where... Breaking Bad is maybe a better example. Where they knew they were going to do a certain amount and they ended it. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's a perfect show. It's it's really a really good show because they had a definite ending and they knew when they wanted to do it. Um, like any show that goes on too long, it's just going to like drag out and fizzle out eventually. Yeah. And I think... I, I think that's like the main point of the thing with Breaking Bad is they had a story to tell and they told it and then they were like, okay, I'm done. Yes. And they do have the new, they have El Camino, but I think that's the case of Vince Gilligan being like, I have a new story to tell. We're not like, we're not redoing all of Breaking Bad. I have like an add on that I want to do. And instead of dragging it out for a whole series, it's maybe enough to fill a movie, so I'll do a movie of it. Like, it's still calculated, even though you could say yes. it was a reboot or whatever. Like, it, it was a calculated reboot. I think that's when reboots work. And Better Call Saul is another example. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never seen it, but I also hear it's a very good show. Yeah, some and people it's say this, it's better. Yeah, it's some, I've heard that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's in the same universe. So, I don't know what I'm arguing, but I am saying that <laughs> Breaking Bad's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> if we take one thing away from this podcast Breaking Bad, watch Breaking today, Bad. Um, that kind of leads me to my next unpopular opinion. Because Breaking Bad, since, since it's a serialized show, and you have to come back every week to find out what's going to happen next, that show was a show that was filled with spoilers. And even now when people are re-watching it, that show's been off the air since 2013. Oh, wow. I think 2013 or 2014, because it was my freshman year of college. But people are still watching it and like, don't spoil anything for, for, for me. God damn it. And my unpopular opinion is that there is a statute of limitations on spoilers. And after that, you can say whatever you want and don't care. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this because I'm a person that does not like spoilers. Mm-hmm. But I also agree, if it's a 20-year-old show, mm-hmm. like Twin Peaks, you know, is an amazing show. Yeah. But it's it's 20 years old, over 20 years old. So yeah. at a certain point, it's like, okay, who killed Laura Palmer? I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> Here's my know. thing. I think it depends on, like, the genre or, like, what type of piece it is. So, like, I would say for, let's say the Harry Potter movies or something. Let's say. Like... Uh, if you if they are about to release the fourth Harry Potter movie, like once that movie comes out in theaters, I think it's free game to, to say sp- Dumbledore's dead. Well, well, that's the sixth. Oops. But <laughs> but I think that means it's free game to then spoil the previous movie that came out. Okay. So like so like don't spoil the third movie until they release the fourth. Movie I like that. That's cool. Or something like that. Or like if it's a book, like Harry Potter books. You can't spoil the book until the movie has come out. And that could be years. Like, they released the sixth Harry Potter book, I think in, like, I I think it was 2006. I could be wrong. And that movie didn't come out 
that's when I was like in the sixth grade. I don't think that movie came out until I was like starting high school or something like that. So there's a good gap of time. So like once they release that movie, you can spoil the book for people. You should write the Constitution of Spoilers. I think I will. Honestly, I'm going to write it down and I'm going to publish it on the Instagram for this podcast. And I've gotten into huge debates with people that are like, I don't care how long it's been. Like, you don't spoil shit for people. And I'm like, yeah, well, don't be an asshole. If someone tells you that they're going to watch The Sixth Sense for the first time, don't just, like, blurt out the spoiler to it. Like, don't be an asshole. Although, ass. I will say, but... if you don't know the ending of The Sixth Sense, well, that's yeah, your fault. Yeah, exactly. If you're watching a He's movie... He's dead, guys. <laughs> He's dead. I'm sorry. You heard it here first. We're, we're just throwing spoilers out the yeah. window today. But I just think, like, if you're watching a 20-year-old movie or something, at what point... Is it like, it's been so many years. You've had all the time in the world to see this, buddy. Like, it came out before you were born. So I don't think, like, it constitutes being spoiled at that point. Yeah, I agree. I do want to say, we were talking about Harry Potter, and it reminded me that when the sixth book came out, Mm -hmm. there was, like, a really long line at Barnes & Noble. And this guy drove by and just started screaming, Dumbledore's dead, Dumbledore's <gasps> dead, when the sixth book came out. So oh that's God. a spoiler. See, that's a jerk move. Though. That's a like, jerk Like, if move. you know someone's, like, looking forward to experiencing something for the first time, don't be an asshole about it. Yeah. But, like, if I want to have a conversation with someone about fucking Jaws or something, I don't know. There's not a huge spoiler in yeah. Jaws. There's a shark, but well, whatever. there's a giant shark. <laughs> if I want to have a conversation with someone about uh, Gone Girl or something, oh, okay. and I'm talking to someone about it, you can't just come in from out of nowhere and be like, I might see that movie someday. So you're not allowed yeah. to have this conversation. Yeah, it's lame. Like, I'm like, okay, did you, do you have the DVD in hand? Because then I'll stop. But yeah. if you're like, if you're just like indefinitely, I might watch this movie in 15 years. No, I'm going to have this conversation that's about true. Also, it. Also, just walk away if you don't want to hear the spoilers. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my rule on spoilers. I really do think that there should be like... So don't be a troll. Yeah. Which, by the way, troll, Magic Quest Boys, fantasy, bring it, bringing it back. <laughs> wow, like a that? seamless Pretty plug-in. good segue, Wow, huh? <laughs> you're so good um, So let's take a break for a moment. Okay. You would sponsor me, right, Jared? I am sponsoring you. You're spo- Oh, wow, is that... Yeah. There's a bag of money in the corner? This is the duffel bag you. with a dollar sign on it. I didn't know that was for my sponsorship. I just stole it from a bank. <laughs> well... I am so glad that you're willing to sponsor me. I'm trying to get some more advertisers on here. And to do that, I would like to prove that I'm good at doing ad reads, of course. Great. So if you could just give me a random item or brand or anything that you want me to improvise right here, right now, I will make a call to action, an ad, so that I can prove that I am capable of becoming a sellout. So I give you a product? Yes. Okay. Uh, How about... Uh, it's, hmm. Good one. Pumpkins. Pumpkins. Okay. What, are, what is going on here? There's just an orange ball sitting in the corner. I guess I'll use it to play basketball. Oh, it broke. That wasn't a basketball at all. It was a pumpkin. Has this ever happened to you guys? You can't distinguish basketballs from pumpkins? Well, don't worry, because I have got the perfect product for you. It's the pumpkinometer. Simply plug it in to the wall, get an extension cord if you want, because the the wire is only about two feet, um, so you might want to have it longer. Sold separately. Exactly. Plug it into the wall and just 
point it. It's like a, a long cylindrical can pointed at the object that you're not sure is a pumpkin or a basketball and it'll ding for you. If it's a pumpkin, it'll glow orange and it'll say pumpkin. If it's a basketball, it'll turn a slightly more yellow shade of orange and it'll say not pumpkin. But, and that's how you know. But wait, it doesn't only work on basketballs. It also works on oranges. Just, just oranges. That's, that's it. it. Pumpkins, that's... pumpkins, basketballs, and oranges. If it's an orange, it'll glow yellow and it'll say fruit. Yeah. <laughs> so if you guys want to get your hands on a pumpkinometer, all you have to do is go to isitapumpkin.com Add that pumpkinometer to your basket and then at checkout, enter code is it a pumpkin 23 for 0.23% off of your order. I bet you Ooh. thought I was going to say 23%. It's 0.23%, but you never know. Every penny counts. Yeah. Um, the pumpkinometer. There you go. The only flaw with that product is yes. that pumpkins are also fruits. So when the fruit uh, thing comes that's up, true. that's the only flaw. Well, you know, it's up to the to the user to distinguish That's true. that. I mean, that could all be chalked up to user error. That's true. All right, we're back from break. And um, I wanted to broach a subject that we've talked about before that I know is a very yeah. sensitive one. Yeah, I really, I'm really losing respect for Chloe every time <laughs> she brings it up. This is like, I think you like kind of yelled at me the first time I I was just shocked. I thought you were kidding. No, okay. So my unpopular opinion is that I don't like the Princess Bride. And folks, I just want to... Don't stop listening to Chloe's podcast because she's saying this now. Uh, it's not fair to her. She doesn't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I beg of you, please give me yes. another chance. <laughs> I, why? Okay. I Here's the thing. It was built up so much that like Princess Bride is a classic... It's like the best movie ever. It's so funny. And I, I've i tried to watch it three separate occasions. First occasion, not the Princess Bride's fault. I fell asleep. I had like 104 degree fever. That doesn't okay. count. Second time, I was with my friends. This was in like junior high. And I was like, guys, I never watched the Princess Bride. Let's watch it. I went to my house with my friends to watch it. And like people in my house when I was growing up, like they don't respect like when you're watching TV or movies. So, like, we were trying to watch it, and, like, my family just kept walking in, being like, oh, yeah, so what are we going to do for dinner? Like, let's talk about it. Let's make a grocery list right here, right now. Or, like, they'd walk in on the phone, like, yeah, yeah, I have time to take a survey. And so they're, like, all in, like, the living room just talking as loud that as possible. That brings me a pet peeve. I hate when people <laughs> talk on the phone, like, when you're in the same room. It's like, yes. just go to another room. Like, take it. I don't need to hear about your foot fungus. Cream. Yeah. Like, please walk away right now. God, it But that's me. that's what was happening when I was trying to watch it. So then, finally, like, two years ago, I was like, this has gone on long enough. I'm in film school right now. I need to watch The Princess Bride. Everyone says it's the funniest movie ever. Like, comedy fans everywhere are like, you need to fucking watch The Princess yeah. Bride sat down watched it maybe the problem is i watched it by myself so i had no one to like bounce my opinions maybe. off of i watched uh, sat down to watch princess bride my face was blank the entire movie i my face is blank right now uh <laughs> well i don't think you, i don't know i'm biased because i love the movie so i think you could easily watch it alone and enjoy yeah. it 
when you say the funniest movie ever, it's I think one of the most clever. It's the writing yeah. is very clever comedically, so yeah. maybe one of the cleverest. I guess mm-hmm. is a way to say it. But it's just so smart. It's just so fun and so smart. I, I just don't see. I just I feel like something didn't click. Like I just didn't get it. Like I was watching and I was just like, I I don't know. I mean, you I, may I enjoy get... not liking it because it is very unpopular. <laughs> so I could see why that might be fun to not like but it. But I didn't go into it being like, I want to yeah. fucking hate this movie. No, like, definitely. I genuinely wanted to like it. And while I was watching it, I was like, okay, so it's just a like a fantasy princess movie. And there's a, someone following them. It's all a story. Uh, cool. I just... <laughs> I can't believe it. It's inconceivable. Hey. See, I do get that reference. (laughs) But it's, I, I, I highly recommend just watching it again. Uh Just give it one more shot. And I only think watching it by yourself might be better because if you watch it, like, for example, if I were watching it, I probably would not be able to help quoting the entire movie. Because <laughs> I probably know every line True. When, if I'm watching it. Well, here's, here's what we should do. I should have another podcast. I did this with Hocus Pocus. I should watch The Princess Bride, take vigilant notes. I'll have you on again. I would love to come back for that. And yes. then we can, like, recap The Princess Bride and talk about cool. it. Um, and hopefully my opinion will change, but I don't know if it will. I just, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't get it. What's so great about this? Oh, Chloe. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. I know. Here's a question for you, actually. Do you like Lord of the Rings? I have never seen Lord of the Rings. I'm slapping my forehead. I'm not into fantasy that much. I mean, the only thing that I come close to liking in fantasy is Harry Potter. Like, that's definitely fantasy. Okay. But that's because I started, like, I loved it from the books. Like, I'm not huge into the movies as much. But I read those books as a child and, like, the writing has just carried on with me as an adult. Maybe if I read Lord of the Rings when I was a child, I would, would Well, be that's another it. thing, too, is with The Princess Bride. I watched The Princess Bride. I mean, I grew up on The Princess Bride, so yeah. maybe that has something to do with my love for it. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm very interested in movies that have a layer of nostalgia to them because a lot of times... I mean, I'm going to plug the name of the podcast, but a lot of times when you re-watch those nostalgic movies as an adult... They're not as good. Definitely. And if you're watching them for the first time without having the nostalgia factor, a lot of times they're unwatchable. Yeah. Nice plug. Uh, <laughs> See, you're not the only one who can do seamless transitions. Uh, like, well, Hocus Pocus is another one of those. Yeah. That I think, well, I still feel like Hocus Pocus holds up, but that's another yeah. one that I grew up watching. I enjoyed it, actually, yeah. watching it for the first time. But yeah, I, I need to rewatch Princess Bride. I wanted to love it. I love Billy Crystal. I love Carol Kane because yeah. she's like his wife or something in the movie. That's only one scene, though. Yeah, yeah. but I I literally watched it because I wanted to see them together. And the rest of the movie, I was just like, I, all right, th- this is happening. This is surely a movie that's playing out before me. I didn't think it was that great. I see the like I'm fumes. Shaking my head. <laughs> you see the fumes. Like I was also trying to think of a quote that would from the movie that would work well, and I couldn't think of any. <laughs> that was the fumes of my thinking. Well, that means we turn. like we definitely need to rewatch it then. <laughs> yeah, I would love to. I just have also haven't seen it in a while, so that would be nice. Yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about different movies or different types of movies. You you have a lot of movies that you won't watch on principle. Yeah. So. Yeah, so let me break this down for you guys for a second. I'm going to give a little plug here to AMC. I'm an A-lister. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're a Stubbs member? Yeah, uh, so I mean, I bet you guys could tell just by the sound of my voice that I'm an mm. A-lister. But So I go to the movies all the time. Um, 
and there i will see movies that i'm like oh yeah whatever because i can just see movies for free so (laughs) pretty much so i will see a lot of movies but i won't see certain movies just because i'm like i don't need to see this like for example la la land i'm never gonna see la la land Okay. I don't want to see La La Land. Disagree with you, but... Okay, good. Why? I, I liked La La Land. That's what I hear. I hear it's good. Is it going to change my life in any way? I will... No. Okay, I will say it was better the first time I watched it than it was the second. But here's what I loved about La La Land. Uh, the direction style, really cool. I loved that it was like... It was doing a mashup of like modern day and also homages to like old timey musicals, like Singing in the Rain, stuff like that. Um, so the direction was cool. I liked that there was like flashes of bright colors. Like it has a distinct style. If you see a parody of La La Land, even if you haven't seen the movie, you're like, I think this is a parody of La La Land because it looks it's so like unique. it. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So I, I recommend it. You have more on your list. I won't get all the way into La La Land. But... Well, I don't have actually too many. Bohemian Rhapsody is another one that <laughs> I, I I saw actually some of Bohemian Rhapsody on a plane, but I wasn't listening to it. It uh-huh. was just on like whoever was sitting next to me and I mm-hmm. can't help but like look at the screen and it was completely the most boring thing I've ever seen what do you think in general about this new upswing in movies where like the whole subject is like a musician and you know the movie was just made so that like people will buy tickets to go see the music I think it's so stupid because there was the Elton John the movie. Elton John Rocket Man and, and Bohemian Rhapsody and they'll probably do like I yeah. don't know Hall and Oates or there, something there was another one like last year and I can't remember what it was. Magic Mike? XXL? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh-huh. It was about Michael Buble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd see that. <laughs> but, yeah, there's like an upswing in movies like that. I saw Bohemian Rhapsody, and I was like, okay, it's a solid movie. Like, it's like maybe a C movie, B minus movie. But <laughs> there's this scene. It got nominated for like best editing or something. Come on, like, what? Okay, there was this scene that was. This is really funny. I'm sure you guys can find it online. But on Twitter, someone was like, someone tweeted, they were like, okay, Bohemian Rhapsody got got nominated for editing. And then they played a scene. It's like a, maybe like a two minute scene where they're like, Queen is meeting with their manager for the first time or something. In that two minute scene, there's like 200 cuts or something. And there's two random cuts that like are never gone back to again. And they break... So, so like in the rules of, I'm gonna put on my film major hat Ooh. for a moment. So there's a certain rule um, where there, there's an invisible line when you're filming something and you have to be shooting everything from that invisible line because if, you, if you're shooting everything from like that line, say you're like- this, 180 degrees. Yeah, 180 degrees. Um, if you cross that 180 degrees, it's confusing for the audience because they no longer have a perception of like where things are. Um, and they, yeah, and they do that twice. They break that rule twice in that two minute clip where they just have some random shot that's never come back to again, where they're just like looking at everyone like from the back all of a sudden, which they hadn't done before. So it's like they take away from their established like perception and like that's like a huge no-no and they were nominated for best editing and people people were so fucking mad about it they were like this there's an it was completely unnecessary to have that many cuts like if you're if you are doing your job there's a lot of jobs in film and tv like this where like if they are doing their job correctly you don't notice that it's being done 
Yeah. Definitely. And that was like a case where you're like, whoa, like why, I why are we flopping around so much? Let's give it an award. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was a huge segue. It could be unpopular, but I think that this whole making movies about uh, rock stars that are still alive is so stupid. True. I just don't get it. And that goes back to like, well, it's sort of like the whole reboot. Yeah. I mean, this thing. is dark, but like, I think people are acting like Elton John is dead. Even though he's oh, I thought alive. he was dead because obviously <laughs> Freddie Mercury's dead. So yeah. I thought he was dead when they made. I was They're like, dead. did Elton John no, die? What happened to Elton John? No, yeah. he's still alive. They just wanted to cash That's in on so things. Weird, which is so funny. I think that they're like, okay, Elton, like. They're just you're, waiting for him to die. You're done. He's like, no, guys, I'm still here. They're like, okay, bye. They're like shutting the door. Yeah. He's like, but guys, oh, oh, nope, doors closed. Sorry, Elton, you're done. <laughs> now we'll reap all the benefits. <laughs> oh my god i that's that's true that is you should watch at least that one scene though uh, i kind of want to watch it if you want to do what you know what would also be fun is we should watch a really bad movie uh i know a lot of podcasts do that but i love watching bad movies. oh i there is nothing better to me than a good bad movie Uh, have you seen the room the most epic of all bad movies oh my god i love the room i i read the book the disaster artist and i watched the disaster artist fun fact there is a scene in The Disaster Artist where they are pulling into um, like their studio that where they're going to make the room. And I was watching that that movie and like in the theater I was like, holy shit, I've been in that parking lot. Because, <laughs> because the parking lot was like, um, it was the same parking lot that I had to use for an internship that I did. So like right across from my internship, like the back exit is the studio that they were like... Like, that was their set for, like, making the room or whatever. So <laughs> they pulled in, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I've been in the same parking lot as Nathan Fielder and Seth That's Rogen awesome. and James Franco. You're basically a celebrity. I, honestly, I was yeah. like, anyway, I could talk about The Disaster Artist all day. I, That's, I that's love The Room. Have you seen it live? I with Tommy ha- I have wanted to. Oh, my God. It is the best experience i ever had. I have a friend who one time... He was like in he was like in a park. He would tell the story better, but whatever. He was in a park with his friends and Tommy Wiseau just like appeared out of nowhere. Oh. And they were like, holy shit, like that's Tommy Wiseau. And he was like, oh guys, no pictures. <laughs> okay, one. And he like took out his phone. And like he like made like no one asked him for a picture. He was I like, bet. okay. And he like made the uh, He's a legend. He was there when I went to see it. I've seen it twice, but he was there when I went in LA. Mm-hmm. And uh the only way you could get a picture with him is if you bought some of his merchandise. <laughs> so of, cur- of course I bought something so I could get a picture Did with him. Did you know that he has his own underwear line? Yeah, I, that's what I bought. That's I bought, bought his underwear. <laughs> I have it. I'm wearing it right now. Oh, sweet. No, <laughs> but I did I, buy the underwear. It's awesome. I want to buy that so It bad. has a small little pocket on the inside. Uh-huh. For like, I don't know like what chapstick. It, or? I get. I don't think even chapstick would fit in there. It doesn't make sense what the pocket is for. So there is there a flap though, like a regular flap, like that you'd usually have an underwear. Uh, I mean, you don't have to describe your underwear to me, but <laughs> I, it does. I can't remember. Honestly, it's not the most comfortable underwear, so I don't wear it very often. Oh my god! Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> Is there anything else on your list of movies you won't see uh, uh, on principle? Because we're just getting so sidetracked. But well, okay, I don't have anything that I can think of that's. I do have a very unpopular opinion. Okay, which is laid on me. I do not cannot get through The Godfather. Ooh, I've okay. tried it twice. Considered to be one of the best films ever made. It is, and I just I don't I don't get it. I guess I just don't. See, that's ah. how I feel about the Princess Bride. 
Okay. <laughs> then I guess I can understand. But have, have you? What is it about the Godfather? I, that I you don't even know. It's just boring. It's just mm-hmm. like it feels like nothing's happening. And maybe I just wasn't in the right mindset when I was watching mm-hmm. it. I don't remember at all. My memory's terrible, so I have no idea what I was yeah. doing. But maybe, and I should try it again. But every time I want to, I'm like, nah. I'll just watch American Horror Story. No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I. It's funny because so I am more focused on TV, but. I think I am like that because a lot of like the classic films that I'm not a cinephile because a lot of the classic films that people say you have to watch are kind of boring to me. Like whenever you see a list of like the top like 100 films ever made or something, I go through them and I'm like, that sounds boring. That sounds boring. Not my shit. Like <laughs> I'm so bad. I just can't. I can't call myself a film major. I, I like those. I like. I usually like that kind of stuff. Like I really like when. Uh, Movies are like different, like mm-hmm. like for example, the lighthouse that just came out. I would highly recommend it. It is so okay. weird, it is so awesome. But I like that stuff. I like when even if I even if I don't like it, I respect it because they're doing something different. And especially now, where movies like superhero movies and Star Wars, it's all the same fucking shit. Yeah. So I respect when it's it's unique and it's different. Um, having said that. I don't remember what we were talking about. <laughs> well, you were talking shit about one of the considered to be one of the greatest films ever made, yeah. The Godfather. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just kind of I don't know why I don't like it. I just wanted to bring it up and have people hate <laughs> on me for it. If you okay, do you have any more opinions about uh, film or TV? Because if not, I'd like to transition to some stuff about celebrities. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, I have. I'd like to go through some random celebrity opinions with you. Okay. Um, and then if there's anything else on your list that you'd like to talk about, we can always come back. Um, so here's, here's my question. Of the, there's a constant competition going on in Hollywood between the Chris's, Chris Evans, Chris Pratt, um, oh shit, Chris, Chris Hemsworth, almost forgot him. Chris Pine. Oh, yeah, and Chris Pine. Oh, the four. Let me Chris Pine. Wow, I can't believe I forgot the fourth Chris. Um, so between the four Chris's, where would you rank them? Oh, see, this is tough. Okay. I didn't I didn't prep you with this question you before, didn't. so you're just on the spot. This is tough because I love Chris Evans because I grew up watching Not Another Teen Movie, mm-hmm. which is awesome and holds up, sort of. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it in a while. But Chris Evans I grew up on watching that. I love Chris Pine because, for multiple reasons, but mainly because he's got a good sense of humor and he's in the new season of Wet Hot American Summer, which mm-hmm. I also love. <laughs> Chris Pratt was in Parks and Rec, and I love that. Great. So who's the other one? Oh, and Chris Hemsworth. He's why, got a great sense of humor, too. Chris yeah. <laughs> He's got a great sense of humor, too. Oh, uh, boy. So if I had to rank them, like like what I... Yeah. If I and if is, they're in a movie, like that's... Is Chris Pine also part of the superhero genre? Because the, the three of them... Chris Pratt, so. Chris Pratt's Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Evans, Captain America. Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Chris Pine was in. Yes, he was. He was in Wonder Woman. Oh, okay, perfect. Oh, yeah. I didn't okay. see Wonder Woman. But that's another he was unpopular in it. opinion I have is not liking Wonder Woman. I didn't see it, but yeah. I didn't care. Like that's the thing with the superhero movies. Some of them I just don't. I just don't care yeah. about most of them unless I'm forced to go and see it or like someone asks me to go and see yeah. it. I won't see it. Okay, so the Chris is. All right, Chris Pine is probably first. Okay, that's the one that I see him. I'm like, oh yeah, I want to see this. <laughs> okay. Um, maybe Chris Hemsworth. I think he's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Chris, you know what? Honestly, no, I'm not even gonna say that. I like all the Chris's pretty much the same. Wow, it's hard to rate them because I would go back and forth. to rate. Yeah, I'm gonna oh refuse to rate. I no joke. I saw a picture of Chris Evans yesterday, and I it took me like 
the entire night to figure out who he was. Really? Yeah. Like I saw Billy, Billy Eigner just had him on Billy on the street and he posted a picture with him and I didn't read the description and I was just like, huh, that is a very handsome man. I want, is he an up and comer? Like guy? I was like, who is this? And then looks like a Chris. Yeah, it took me like the entire night to go back and be like, oh, it was Chris Evans. Um, okay, I would say as a lady, Chris Evans is the most attractive. Okay, so I'm gonna go with Chris Evans. I'm gonna say Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, Chris Pratt. If we're going looks, okay. I don't have much of an opinion on their personalities. I don't know them. Except, well, yeah, I don't know them personally. Except for Chris Pratt. Here's my thing about Chris Pratt. <laughs> um, loved him in Parks and Rec. I think he's good. I think he's good at what he does. Like, the kind of goofy, like, smarmy character yeah. or whatever. Like, he's transitioned from, like, I think when he was chubbier, he was, like, kind of like the dumb, funny, goofy character. And now that he's got, like, muscle, now he's, like, the goofy, hot character. Yeah. Like, the smarmy one or whatever. Um... I think a lot of his personality is kind of fake. I could see that. I think, you know how he does the kind of like, ah shucks, like, I can't believe I'm so popular. I'm just a goofy guy. I think that's how, so going back to our love, Paul Rudd, I think that's genuinely Paul Rudd's personality. Like, if you see his interviews where he's like, ha, geez, like, like Paul Rudd seems like someone who just stumbled onto a movie set one day and became famous and still hasn't figured out what happened, yeah. like like 25 years later. Like, he seems like, oh, well, I guess people like what I do, do-do-do. And I think Chris Pratt pretends to have that personality, but doesn't. What a fucker. Yeah. I mean, I've never met him before. I have no basis for this, but just from what I get from, like, his <laughs> interviews and stuff, what I get from Just his, a feeling, you know? I do. I, some people you just see and you're like, that motherfucker is fake. And so Chris Pratt is last on That's how I feel about Chris Pratt. I'm sorry. He just seems too phony to me. Well, you know what? Then I'm going to put Chris Pratt as number one on that Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. We're going to fight. Yeah. Chris Pratt, uh, Parks and Rec era? Or Definitely. Guardians of no, the Galaxy yeah. era? Uh, I love Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's true. He is really good. Oh, my God. That show is so funny to, like, rewatch. I, I think the thing... Okay, here's another question for you. Ooh. Lay it on me. Parks and Rec. Or The Office. Or The Office, yes. Okay. I think that, like I said earlier, The Office fizzles out. So mm -hmm. Parks and Rec as a whole, I think, is... A, watch, a more watchable show because I've seen Parks and Rec through yeah. the whole thing but I think like the first five seasons of The Office are untouchable true there's just nothing better yeah than that. I, I do have to say I think when you look at both shows at their peak so for me I think peak Office is maybe like season three or something yeah two three yeah. and peak Parks and Rec is season four yeah Season four is the That's the when Adam best. Scott and Rob Lowe enter? Um, they enter Way in earlier. season three. But okay. season four is the one with Jen Barkley, who's my favorite character on that entire show. Uh, Catherine Hahn, when they're running for city council. And Paul Rudd is uh, Bobby Newport. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Paul Rudd again. Can't yeah. do a podcast without mentioning him 50 <laughs> times. Um, <laughs> um, so I think if you take both of those shows at their peak, The Office definitely yeah. does win. But Parks and Rec is an amazing That's true. show. And I, I think... I think the thing that people don't give Parks and Rec enough props for is that they went through so many cast changes. Yes. Like, they completely... They had to figure stuff out. Yeah, they... And the first and second season are really them just figuring out what the fuck they are. Yeah. And 
They went through so many cast changes. They completely got rid of what's his face. Mark Brandana quits. Yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) Mark Brandana fired. (laughs) So they got rid of him. Bring in Rob Lowe and Adam Scott. Then they have a whole season where Catherine Hahn and Paul Rudd are like um, in a majority of episodes. At least Catherine Hahn. Then uh, Ann Perkins and Chris Traeger just fucking leave. Yeah. And like they still maintained like a high percentage of quality through all of those changes. And I think like the office doesn't know how to do that in the way that that Parks and Rec did. Yes, I agree. Uh, And also because Parks and Rec had like everyone's kind of more of a main character in Parks and Rec. Yeah. I mean, of course, Leslie is the main character, but in The Office, it's Pam, Jim, Dwight, and Michael. I mean, yeah. that's like, that's the main character. So when you lose one of them, yeah, especially Michael, who is the show. Honestly. Yeah. I've heard arguments that people say that Jim is the main protagonist of The Office, and I say it's Michael. Uh, I think it's Michael, too, just because without Michael, there's no office. Yeah. There's and that's that's why it went down in quality. So well, that's why you get to those shitty seasons. I'm rewatching the eighth and ninth season for the minisode I'm going to do on it, uh, and I had refused to go back and watch those like since they aired because I remembered them being so yeah, bad. Yeah, I've never seen them. Yeah, so you guys will have to find out next week, uh, or I guess in two days after this podcast comes out, no. um, what my my final ver- verdict is. I do have a question about the office. Please, right? we'll get off the office in a second, but. Why? Opinion opinion of Gabe, because he's like the most controversial new character that they had brought on. And then Gabe is Zach Woods, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I love Gabe. Me too. Yeah. I, I didn't see too much of him, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But what I did see, I thought was hilarious. Uh, yeah, I love him. I love yeah. Zach Woods. Dude, everyone everyone loves to hate on Gabe, and I loved him. I, I just, I mean, I'll follow Zach Woods to the end of the earth. If you guys have not seen Zach Woods do improv... He's the best improviser he's I've ever seen. so good. Uh, he's always around at UCB. Uh, UCB has a show called Ask Cat. Um, I believe it's on Sunday nights. And it's it's basically a improv show where they have someone come on, they do a monologue. Uh, it's usually like a, a celebrity comes, does some monologues, and then they improvise a long form based off of that person's monologues. Zach Woods is in it a lot. Highly recommend it if you guys are in the LA area. Like, you need to come see it at some point. And isn't it free? Um, it might be like five bucks. Yeah, it's super cheap. It's either cheap or free. Yeah. So <laughs> you won't be put out. Like, go see it. See Zach Woods. He's incredible. I had not seen him outside of the office. And then I went to ASCAT and he happened to be there. And I was like, holy shit, this guy is amazing. Yeah, he always plays, the like, in movies and stuff, he always plays that, like nerdy like low self-esteem character but he as an improviser he can do anything yeah, he's so dirty too yes. like he he's very different from the characters he plays yes and i think he just gets typecast as that because he's tall and like lanky and and he plays it well looks like a goon yeah. but <laughs> but yeah he he's very dirty as an improviser um, so yes love gabe a lot of people hate gabe i love him i love gabe i think he's like the funniest part of the eighth season uh that i've been watching when they oh my god when they think that he's abraham lincoln when they go to gettysburg and people think he's abraham lincoln and he has to improvise an entire uh show That's as funny. abraham lincoln oh my god that was the best storyline of season eight calling it now <laughs> Uh, okay, do you have any other like celebrities or anything else written down on your list? Uh, well, the only celebrity I wrote down because I've recently been in a Robert Pattinson uh, kick. Oh shit! I just saw The Lighthouse and I'm obsessed with it. So uh-huh. I just think he's an awesome actor. And um, people only talk about him from Twilight too. And you know, 
he gets a bad rep or a good rep. I don't know, depending on your opinion. <laughs> depending on I, if you're Team Jacob or Team yeah, Edward. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely Team Edward. I mean, come on. But uh, yeah, he's the man. Oh my he's gosh. awesome. And I tried to watch that new movie, The King, on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix. I don't know if you're aware of it, people, but uh, again, I couldn't get through it because it was kind of boring. But yeah. And I only watch it to see Robert Pattinson, but he wasn't in it for the first 45 <laughs> minutes, so I stopped watching. Okay, I have one more random question Let's for you. It. it might segue into two, but I'm going to try to keep it to one. Your favorite late night talk show host. Okay, this might be unpopular, but I don't really watch late night talk shows. Uh, my heart. But my favorite... Who are they? Uh, I mean, it doesn't... I like Jimmy Kimmel. I think Jimmy oh, okay. Kimmel is a good interviewer. Um, and if I do watch the, like interviews on YouTube, I usually mm-hmm. enjoy the Jimmy Kimmel ones. I like that Jimmy Kimmel is like petty as fuck. Yes, and I also... He's got a good <laughs> sense of humor. And his like little short... Like him and Matt Damon's like fake feud is like I yeah. think one of the funniest things. Yeah, that's true. I didn't, I didn't know uh, anything about Jimmy Kimmel until there was that late night debacle in 2009 where... Um, Jay Leno tried to take back The Tonight Show. I'm very engrossed in late night TV. I'm very into it. Um, so now we're going to fight over okay, this, cool. over you saying you don't care don't what care. the fuck. But, but I do like Conan O'Brien. I forget. Yes. That's my favorite is Conan Conan O'Brien. is my all-time favorite. Yeah, Conan is my all-time favorite. Um, Jimmy Fallon is the worst. Have you ever seen his shit? I have seen some of Jimmy. I do. Th- okay, why do you think Jimmy Fallon's the worst? Okay, so this is kind of an unpopular opinion because like, Jimmy Fallon was top of the game for a while. Like, he was the most popular. I think he has, like, universal appeal to people who, like, aren't into comedy. I think a lot of late-night talk show hosts, like, do comedy for comedians. And, like, Jimmy Fallon definitely does not. I don't know if a lot of comedians even consider him to be one. Um, So the problem with Jimmy Fallon is he's so pandering. Like, all of his stuff is, like, I think... To be funny or to like what constitutes a comedian is being able to make comedy out of like anything. And like Conan, you see his uh, remotes like when he goes to Cuba, when he goes to Italy, like you can drop him anywhere with a camera and he can be funny and he can improvise and he can interact with people. I don't think that if you dropped Jimmy Fallon in the middle of Cuba with like no one else, no celebrities to hide behind... I don't think he'd hold up. I, I don't think he'd be able to do it. I yeah. think he hides behind doing games and talking to celebrities and his fake laughing. And it's just, I think he's he must have some skeletons in his closet. The only thing, that, I don't really like Jimmy Fallon that much either, but I do respect him because I've heard a lot that he is super um, big in the comedian community and he really helps starting comedians. Like he mm-hmm. he's really good about that and he does... Put a lot of money and time into helping other people, mm-hmm. other comedians out. So I do like that about him. Yeah, I mean, he's probably a nice guy. I just like, but as a talk show host, yeah, I don't usually, I don't ever watch Jimmy. His Fallon. interviews, like, you don't find out anything about the person. And like, granted, I mean, a talk show is a little self-serving to begin with because like you're just giving a celebrity to talk about being a celebrity. Like you're yeah. giving them a platform to talk about how famous they are. So in a way, like, it's a little self-serving to begin with. But I feel like, um, I feel like with Jimmy Kimmel, you, like, actually learn about the person a little more. Well, he's, a good, he's a good interviewer. Yeah. yeah. And even with Conan, like, I don't think Conan is as good of an interviewer as he is as doing, at doing bits and stuff. But I like that he's open to, like, not taking the show that seriously. Yes, that's like, what I like about him. There's a clip. Um, so Nathan Fielder. Do you, are you familiar Love with Nathan, Nathan Fielder is, like... 
I think he is a comedy genius. I have never seen him, like, he has not done any wrong in the comedy world, in my opinion. He is insane. He's awesome. He's incredible. And um, there was this bit, he does bits every time he goes on Conan, and there was one where he brought Susan Sarandon as a backup host, or a backup oh, guest. Yeah, I did see, did that. see that. Yeah. He's like, oh, I was afraid of being boring, so I brought Susan Sarandon <laughs> with me just in case you don't like where this is going. You can turn it over to her. And she just sits there for like the eight minute long interview or something and says nothing. Awesome. And she's great. Like she kills it just by sitting there and being yeah. silent. Like she plays it so well. She's so funny. Conan knows like exactly how to react to it. Nathan plays it perfectly. Like, I just think like the chemistry that Conan has with comedians, like he's definitely a comedian's comedian. Yes. Like he knows how to play it. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. But I also, uh, my unpopular opinion about daytime talk show hosts is that I'm not a big Ellen DeGeneres fan. Yeah, which is very unpopular. I, Ellen is like my superhero movies. I, I you know, I think Ellen's fun. I, yeah. I don't ever watch the show though, so I don't really know. <laughs> I, I will say, like, I it's not like I vehemently hate Ellen. I don't vehemently hate any of these people. I hope not. Like You've never met them. Yeah, like, you and I, the things that we're talking shit about, it's not like we really care enough to, like, actively hate yeah. these things. Or, like, we're not putting you down if you like them as well. Like, this is just all in good fun. Although I do hate you if you don't like The Princess Bride. Okay, well, I, I can take the heat. Okay. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> but um, I my thing with Ellen DeGeneres is um, I like her some of the time, and then other times I think she's very like I think she pretends to be more humble than she actually is and her whole brand is like be kind be like selfless be like whatever I don't I don't get the feeling that she's actually that nice though um like off camera I don't know it's just it's the same thing with the Chris Pratt thing I just get a vibe of like fakeness a little bit I'm not saying she's not funny I'm just saying, you just like, feel like she's fake. There's something off-putting to me. Yeah, you know, I. My mom loves Ellen, so like, my mom <laughs> will send me clips of like Ellen dancing with like a little girl who yeah. is like an amazing dancer or something. You know, yeah. I'm probably mixing up multiple videos, but <laughs> I like that she does that kind of stuff. Like Ellen, like brings on non-celebrities and pe- just like normal people. I don't know. I, I do like that. I disagree her. with that. Oh, really? A lot. Here's the th- I hate. Because those people are never, like, they're, like, a novelty. I did like the one she did with the yodeling boy. Did you see that one? I don't know. Remember that kid who got famous for yodeling in Walmart? No. (laughs) Okay, well, look him up. He was life-changing. That one was funny. But for the most part, I feel like those interviews are so awkward because they bring in, like, like, some kid, the Actually Kid. Do you remember the Actually Kid? He went viral because he was on the the news and he was like i've never been on live television actually (laughs) he sounded exactly like that and people um people were like going crazy over him she brought him on and he's like he's like a five-year-old kid so he's just like sitting there like oh shit i I don't know what's going on and so like those children always seem scared or like awkward like or annoying like those two fucking princess girls like sophia rose or do you remember those kids? I have. I'm such a loser. I don't know. Any you have of no stuff. idea what I'm talking yeah. about. I can see the confusion in your face. You guys will know. There were these two girls that Ellen used to have on all the fucking time, who were dressed up in like little ballerina outfits, and they loved Nicki Minaj, and they were like these two sisters. They were so annoying, and she had them on her show what feels like thirty times, 
And like that was her thing is like she'd bring on these two little girls. This was a long time ago. This is when I was in like high school. But I don't like that she does shit like that. I'm like, can we get back to the topic at hand, which is comedy? Like, can we not? Do you still watch Ellen? No. Okay. I was going to say, if you still watch Ellen, maybe you should stop. <laughs> no, I don't watch her like religiously. People just send me clips and oh, okay. they anger me. <laughs> yeah. So... so don't send Chloe any more clips of Ellen, Stop okay? sending me Ellen clips. The only ones I will accept are the clips where she sends her producer into the haunted house and he gets scared easily. And those are fucking funny because I love watching people get scared. That's true. But don't send me any more clips of Ellen. Oh, I did like... I also like it when she plays... Uh, she plays pranks on people in their dressing room. Those are funny. They, see, there's some, there's hit and misses. There's some yeah. things I really like. There's some things that I'm just like, let's not do this again. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I went on like such a tangent about. No, okay. I get very passionate about things, and then I talk about them forever. Um, but we are we're coming to the end. We're wrapping up. Um, was there anything else you really wanted to talk about passionately, or? Um. Well, I did now. I could bring up a bunch, so no. Well, what? Well, I was going to ask you because it does relate to like the reboots and all this. I liked, I really, really liked the new series, Dark Crystal, and I was wondering if you watched it. Oh no! I mean, it is fantasy. I, I saw it. I saw it pop up, and I thought that it was the Jim Henson movie. It's like the prequel to the Jim Henson movie, and oh, I shit. just like complained about prequels and sequels and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And reboots, but I loved it. So it's against what I'm saying, which is why I wanted to talk about <laughs> You're it. You're being a filthy hypocrite. I'm a filthy hypocrite. I'm a dirty little boy. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. I know that, like, I'm a huge Jim Henson fan, and I know that, like, he sunk, like, a bunch of money and, like, his passion into this movie called The Dark Crystal, if you guys haven't heard of it. And, like, it was supposed to be, like, dark and scary. Jim Henson always wanted to do, like, dark and scary things. But since he was known for Sesame Street and he worked with puppets, everyone wanted him to do like goofy kids things. And that's all I know about the Dark Crystal is that he like sank in so much passion and it completely flopped and he was like devastated. But it's like a, I haven't seen it in a long time, the original movie, but it's a cult classic. Like mm-hmm. people love it, obviously, because yeah. they made a sequel. I need to watch that. And then I'll watch the, the yeah, series. Yeah, you should. It'll be perfect. Um, yeah, I have a you know I have a lot of podcasts that I need to have you back on for. Cool. We gotta watch the Princess Bride. We gotta watch the Dark Crystal. We gotta watch. I'm Jim- free tomorrow. Perfect. You can just become my unofficial awesome. co-host, Great. Jared, because this has been really awesome. I've loved having you on. Um, yeah, had a good time. Everyone, uh, after you're done watching this, watch it in, t- in its entirety or listen to this in its entirety, and then x out of this. Search Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town and uh, then listen to Jared and all of his and pals. And get into a fantasy world exactly. of epic adventure and comedy. Yeah, I'm get out of the realm of just talking shit about people. In Although movies. Ellen is on our podcast, so I don't know if you're gonna. Like <laughs> oh it. shit! <laughs> well, now you guys can never have me on. Yeah. I'm gonna walk in <laughs> like, true. oh yeah. no. <laughs> um, I will go ahead and play the demo for Magic Quest Boys of Dragon Town at the end of this, so you guys can listen. Um, any last words, Jared? No, thanks so much for thanks having for me. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> Yay! Well, I thought this was great. Uh, you were a great guest. Thank you so much for coming on. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you liked this, go ahead and give me five stars and write a review. Write anything down. So just I write can, a review. Yeah, just write anything. Literally, type the word lizard into the box and press send. I'll count that as a review. Just anything. I just need to... I just need some some words. I just want to read some words, you guys. Um, and then go ahead and follow the podcast um, on Instagram 
at Unwatchable with Chloe Rodriguez. I will see you guys on Friday for my The Office mini-sode. Thanks so much. Hey, this is Noah from the Magic Quest Boys of Dragontown, where a new improvisational, epic, fantasy, comedy, storytelling podcast. We're playing D&D. Okay, look, we're doing Dungeons and & Dragons, and it's awesome. Our Dungeon Master is incredible, and he wrote the whole campaign. Don't worry if you haven't played Dungeons & Dragons before. You're going to love it. Everybody loves it. It's the best. Uh, so come check us out. We're everywhere you can find podcasts. That's where we are, and also on social media at Magic Quest Boys. Of Dragon Town.